Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Gone Fishing, the podcast where we read and review, and sometimes we ridicule scam emails <laughs> and all things scam messages. And of course, we share our, our scam story of the week. My name is Catherine Fish, but you guys can call me Cat, and I'm here with my beloved co-host, Robert Edward Herring or Red Herring. Hello, how are you, Cat? <laughs> I am doing well. How are you, Red? I'm good. I just waved to you, even though no one could see that. But for the record, I did wave. Um, let I'm, let the record yeah. show we're waving at each other. Yes. I I'm good. good. It was you know it's the week after Halloween. Still spooky so, season. It hasn't know. ended to me. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, also Christmas. I'm you know. See now that okay now for that, Christmas. That is where we differ because for me, spooky season ends at Thanksgiving, but I know oh. people people who like to celebrate Christmas a little early kind of mm-hmm. use the the month change to cut that off. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a, a Scrooge on that one, but I do, I do not begrudge you your Christmas season early. Thank you. And likewise, feel free to spooky on. <laughs> Thank you. I will. <laughs> until my pumpkins rot (laughs) there you go that's a fair timeline oh did you make any jack-o'-lanterns this season i did not no i had some just normal pumpkins i didn't do any i haven't carved a pumpkin in several years i think at this point um i only asked because i carved my first pumpkin in exactly four years because um I, I have photo evidence of the exact last time that I carved a pumpkin. So I was able to like go back and check the date, but it was quite fun. I accidentally messed up on my first design. So I just flipped it over and did a different design. Nice. And then I had two designs on the nice. same pumpkin, but it turned out pretty cute. What was it? What was your design? Well, the first one was supposed to be a pineapple, but I accidentally mm. scored it in um like reverse and the pineapple fell out of the pumpkin (laughs) um so it was just the hole yeah yeah but (laughs) i um toothpicked it in and then when you put a light under it you actually could it glowed through the the score line so it actually looked like a pineapple yeah but like a traced pineapple instead of like block cut out i don't know yeah if i'm describing that well but it actually looked good inverted but then the other side i just made a cute little face that was like oh but it had like an i, I don't know it. how did i that's the only you'll sound have to I put make. photos of it on the instagram <laughs> yeah because i'm not gonna be able to describe the oh yeah. face very well you'll, but... you'll have to include them on our instagram posts for this episode i'm sure yeah. people would love to see your your floating pineapple glowing <laughs> not floating but i guess floating as well with the two well, picks, yeah so. yeah it yeah. was it was a yeah freestanding pineapple <laughs> <laughs> love it that's but, so fun. No, I did not do any uh, carving. Um, okay. I It was fun. I remember doing it as a kid and it was fun. I just, it's messy. And I never it, got to it. It is. Which actually is why I never did it much as a kid. Like our family mm-hmm. never really did that. So anytime I do it on the rare occasions that I do, it's kind of like a fun. Yeah. Fun thing. I don't it's know. It's a little more special. Yeah. But speaking of spooky season i can't imagine anything spookier than scams Ooh, good segue <laughs> or uh, that segue was also very spooky <laughs> yes um also on spooky vibes i my email i am gonna be oh. reading the first email this week and my email is halloween uh themed or adjacent um it does include multiple jack-o'-lantern emojis so oh my gosh i didn't even that. know that i called yes. it yes Yep. So it is, um, I'll just get into it here. It is from the PCH confirmation needed, um, which is info at rjada.com. Um, and it is, the subject line is really long. It is two Jack Lantern emojis. And then my, the beginning of my email, like my name before the, the at, um, Uh uh halloween treats two more jack-o'-lantern emojis bat emoji you finally won five thousand dollars per week for life uh bat emoji jack-o'-lantern emoji black heart emoji 
there's always time to re-win it. Blackheart emoji, Jack Lantern emoji. Wait, that wasn't the email. That was just the subject <laughs> That was line. the subject line. Yes, wow. correct. Wow. Yep. I think they win Which... the longest subject line award. Yeah, I also don't even know if I know how to put emojis in my subject line, if I'm being honest. I don't think my email lets me do that. So that's impressive wow. in itself. Huh. Um, I'll have to test that out again. I know my work email does not, so I'll have to see if my personal no one does. No jack-o'-lantern emojis at work for you. No, certainly <laughs> not. Um, I Yeah, so here we go. The email from PCH confirmation needed. Uh, this was sent like five or six days before Halloween, it looks like, um, when I found it in my junk folder. And Excellent. It, it reads in giant te- red text, uh, also italicized. There's a lot of formatting going on in this one. Um, I'll have to look at it. Two Jack Lantern emojis, and then remain calm. You finally won $5,000 per week for life. Two more Jack Lantern emojis. Uh, bat emoji. Seize your Halloween treats. Bat emoji. <laughs> And this is a link. And oh. the link goes to something called banna.chessportant.com slash a million characters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the next part of the email, there is a giant graphic that is also clickable that goes to the same link, it looks like. Hmm. you Will will you become our next big winner? Publishers Clearinghouse, win $5,000 a week in quotes, forever. <laughs> <laughs> Winner is guaranteed to be announced February 26th on NBC. Enter now. Today could be that day, the one when you get your free PCH entry from this notice and then become a, quote, forever prize winner on February 26th, which is many months away, I must note. Anyway. Yeah, why the delay? Um, if this happens... You will be awarded $5,000 a week forever, in quotes again, <laughs> and will enjoy lifelong financial security. Plus, you'll get to leave a legacy for a loved one of your choosing. This is very exciting. The PCH Prize Patrol promises to hand deliver a life-changing fortune in February. So make sure you enter today and then find out this winter if you're a PCH millionaire. Enter wow. now. And that is, and then there's a disclaimer at the end that says, this is, this third party quiz is not managed directly by Publishers Clearinghouse. Publishers Clearinghouse, pch.com, and their agencies are not responsible for any incorrect or inaccurate information or formatting, whether caused by internet users or by any of the equipment programming as or software associated with or utilized in connection with the sweepstakes. This offer is all, open to all residents of the United States, Puerto Rico, and APO slash FPO. Wow. And that is the email. But- not from an individual, but from the allegedly publisher clearinghouse and lots of emojis and spooky vibes. So I felt like it was perfect. That is. I have so many personally have so many feelings surrounding publishers clearinghouse mm-hmm. because I remember all of their commercials growing up and seeing mm-hmm. all those people with those giant checks on TV and on one hand wishing wow wouldn't that be great to win that'd be really cool and then on the other hand also feeling like they were a scam like their the whole concept just seems really scammy to me they're like it can't be that easy so yeah. i think it's funny that you're you're actually getting a scam email yeah it's very i also agree i remember seeing all the like infomercial they're very infomercially and yes just strange and it's like i i still do not understand what the publisher's clearinghouse is or why they have this or what they gain from this or where the money comes from so many questions i don't know if you know more about the publisher's clearinghouse please write in at our email gonefishingpod at uh yeah at gmail.com or our instagram at gonefishingpod because i would love answers i don't have them (laughs) They are confusing. And like looking at this email too, like it's 
these aren't even real emojis these are like they're like email emojis yeah (laughs) they're very much like email (laughs) emojis like how they do not look the same on your email as they do on your phone so but their their subject line is so cute (laughs) yeah it's got like two different fonts going on um which is also impressive which i don't again i don't know how you, you changed the font in your subject line but um it looks like all of the emails that I sent to my girlfriends in middle school (laughs) like when we like when we all got emails and we just like chatted (laughs) like those were like the that was like how we talked to each other so many emojis for no reason yeah absolutely sorry I'm choking for some reason um okay we're back (laughs) and but yeah exactly very much middle school vibes, very much yes. like overwhelm with emojis, overwhelm with information, all the Graphics. fonts, all the texts, all the colors. Yes. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> I love that they're consistent with the Halloween theme. I, I don't know why they're, I guess I'll let you go into it, but I do, I, I have thoughts when it comes for my score time, but I'll, I don't want to say everything before then. So I will let you go ahead and start analyzing. Okay, so for attention grabbing, um I personally love the emojis in the subject line. That is going to draw my eye every time because I have gotten scammy emails like that and I like just visually you can't help but look at the color in mm-hmm. the text. And like you said the the fact that the text is like different fonts, like it's just I don't know how you do that. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. Now, mm-hmm. it's way too long. So if you were looking at it in your inbox, it would get cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they started with some of those emojis. So it's like, oh, little pumpkins. How cute. What is that about? Um, so I like that. The The first part of the email with the like bold font, red underline looks Yeah, the very... like 50-point font. Yeah. Yeah, it looks very mm, elementary. And then you get to, like, the second page with their, like, pamphlet ad. Mm -hmm. That looks a little more legit, if you will. Like, a little more what I would expect from PCH if they were really emailing me. Yeah. Um, Again, okay, so for attention grabbing, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Um, The emojis definitely win some brownie points for my score. Um believability i'm actually torn on this because i feel like pch is already so scammy like how Mm -hmm. would i i don't believe that they would send me an email that would look any better than this if that makes sense (laughs) very fair i don't know that they're capable of sending anything that doesn't look like a scam to me Mm -hmm. even if it's 100 percent legit like unless Mm -hmm. they're showing up with a camera crew at my house i'm not gonna believe it so the belief even then even even then then, you're like i'm like am i on candid camera or something right now yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. am i going to jail if i take this check right now (laughs) so gotcha yeah exactly so the because of who they're claiming to be from i actually think helps with the legitimacy of this being a scam email like it just kind of fits the vibe of pch Mm -hmm. somehow i don't believe necessarily that it's real but there's there is a um a large part of me that's like what but it could Mm -hmm. be like how would I know other than just gut instinct and the scam or the link that it takes you to is like not yeah your website like that's a giveaway but their intended target audience probably doesn't know to check that um So for believability, I'm also going to give this one a seven because I think they they have an interesting tactic here and they're playing on the whole trick or treat thing of Halloween, which is just kind of like a poetic uh, irony to me that it's like they're being Mm -hmm. scammers. Um, And then for the charisma call to action, it's very charismatic. I also slightly overwhelming but the the fonts the colors and then the ad it's very like oh it's cute I don't know it's like it's kind of spooky fun like oh I want money um so like they're they're really playing up a theme which is 
interesting and it's much less uh it's very unassuming like it's not very menacing sounding like if these are bad guys sending me this email they know how to put in some really cute emojis and that makes them less scary to me so nothing disarms like an emoji seriously it's working like i'm gonna probably click that link after we (laughs) No, i'm just kidding (laughs) um so i'm gonna give the charisma and the call to action which i guess would be like click the link enter here which is where the scam is i'm gonna give it another seven sevens all around for me wow um, they they did pretty good with this one i'm i'm very amused by it if you can't tell which is also like aren't those like casino lottery numbers the seven 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 like <gasps> you're right oh my gosh lucky, boom lucky. unintentional consistent theme love it we love yeah. a good theme yes we do and so do they apparently <laughs> yep all right well i for me i i agree i love the emojis and the subject line it is attention grabbing feels a little spammy but also like am i gonna notice it absolutely so yeah, yeah. it's a very attention very attention grabbing the different font um yeah it's it's great i mean you open it and the font is huge and colored and there's more emojis and they're using which we'll cross this out when we show the screenshots of it but like they use like your name in it so it's personalized um which is also attention grabbing Uh um so yeah, I think this is very attention grabbing. I'll also give it a seven. Um, it's very much like, you know what? No, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an <gasps> eight just to shake it up a little bit. I think it's Ooh. very attention grabbing. Um, and then the graphic at the bottom as well is very attention grabbing. And, it, you know, well the enter now, it looks like it's buttons. Like you see those emails. Uh-huh. It looks like it's a button, but it's not actually a button. They just, the whole thing is one picture and then they it's want you to click it. <laughs> yeah. Hyperlink, yeah. Right. So, but they do a good job with that. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I, for believability, I'm 100% with you on the fact that I don't, like I said, I don't know what Publishers Clearinghouse does, like actually. Does I don't anyone? Really, yeah, I, I don't really understand the the lore of that. So I- We should dive into based that, on, Based on the commercials, based off what I've seen in the memes throughout the years of Publishers Clearinghouse, like, yeah, I mean, this feels like it could definitely be from them. It feels as legit yeah. or- unlegit as anything else that I've seen from them so yes yeah I mean definitely um I'll give it a the only thing is believability wise like on that same note we say like it feels spammy so for that I'll give it a I'll give it a six because it's like I don't really trust it like on an absolute believability scale but on a like are they who they say they are yeah could they could be like exactly. that's like high but like on an absolute like would I believe this would I act upon this no yeah um, that's fair. so I'll give it a six but um but they've completed their first mission of you know seeming <laughs> convincing about saying who they they are and then for call to action um the only part that seems weird to me or inconsistent is the fact that in the subject line it says that we won uh-huh and oh. then in the first part it says we won but then it turns around and says like enter now you you must enter and you could win and ah. it'll be announced in february and it's like well did i win or did i not win I like that seems that, yeah. that's that's some inconsistent messaging there yeah um attention grabbing but not i mean to say like you won and then say like you gotta enter actually is uh-huh. is strange so i'll give that one like a five maybe or six again let's make it a six again so eight six six so 20 and a half out of 30 for the publisher's clearinghouse Ooh, okay that's very high good for them yeah they did pretty well congrats on your scam yeah (laughs) and they also even at the bottom do put the little like this is not directly the disclaimer blah, blah 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 like which feels odd but like okay yeah but still funny it's it's an attention to detail they put a lot of attention to detail i'll give them that they did i the emojis were a big selling point for sure probably a big reason i big reason i picked this email how could you not they're so cute yeah (laughs) um so less cute is my email that i have for us this week 
Um, this one actually also came to my spam inbox and the subject line, well, it's what caught my attention because I don't know what this word is. Okay. The subject line in all caps reads, um, Largess, Largessi. I'm going to spell it. L-A-R-G-E-S-S-E. Largess, Largess. I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, from Peter Franklin, whose account um email is Peter Franklin218 at gmail.com. Okay. And the email says, Hello, I have a cello that I have had for four years that I would like to get rid of. My left pinky is numb due to assist on my palm. At the same time, I'm moving to a new place and I wouldn't want to take it with me. I'd love to give it to someone who plays or would like to learn to play. Sincerely, Peter. Well, Peter. <laughs> so a little context, I guess. I have gotten so many of these free instrument giveaway emails, and most of them have been pianos. Like the number of free pianos that have been offered mm. to me, um, very, very high. And the scam with this is that they just like, hey, say, hey, I'm going to give it to you. I just need you to pay for shipping. And then you mm -hmm. like pay them for the shipping and then there's nothing. There's no instrument. Uh, from what I understand, although according to some users on Reddit, they can also become really complicated and be like elaborate, like drug schemes, drug deals somehow. I don't understand that. Oh, anymore. okay. But I, I think it really just has to do with they want you to pay for the shipping. Um, for this yeah because that's like an easy like 20 bucks or whatever 30 20 30 yeah, bucks for an instrument totally um how would they yeah. ship a piano well you have that to pay like professional moving like companies a, yeah okay so that would get pricey then that okay. would that would get pricey but like a cello mm -hmm. probably just yeah UPS, i guess yeah i don't know Maybe ground shipping yeah yeah but anywho yeah, but this one was funny because usually most of those emails are just quick, like, hey, have a free piano, want to give it to a loving home, let me know if you want it. But this one gave <laughs> an inordinate amount of detail to his, like, pinky cyst condition, <laughs> and also he's moving and just doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you could have just said that, but okay. The cyst really got me. It's like like everyone knows that person that like tells you just like everything about their latest like medical diagnosis, and you're like, "That's Without nice." Asking. I just asked like how like how, Hi, how are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Um, that's funny. I yeah okay. Well, I'll jump into this. I still don't know what the subject line means. I tried to look it up. I I tried to look it up on Translate to see if it was a different language. I probably should have just looked up definition first, but it did not translate it. So. Interesting. I wondered if maybe it was um, like a brand of cello. Oh, here we go. Could you hear that? No, probably not. Largesse no. is how it's pronounced. And Largesse. it means generosity in bestowing money or gifts upon others. Money or wow. gifts given generously. That's a really so. deep subject line <laughs> for an email. Like So benevolence. There you go. Generosity oh my is gosh. literally the subject line um also it, i feel like it's hyping up this cello a little bit but okay yeah uh, what <laughs> That's like so i'm not giving deep. you like a house i'm giving you a cello but okay um so the subject line is attention grabbing because it's just in all caps and it's this word which vocab word of the day i guess and yeah, you're welcome probably should have known that you know it's been a long time since i took the sats so <laughs> uh, i don't think that uh, one came up actually but it's funny that they chose that as the subject line. Um, yeah, that's it. So you're just like, oh, so if you do know what that means, you're like, oh, a free generous gift. Or if you don't, you're like, I don't know what that means, but it's in all caps. So, and it's just one word. Yeah. So either way, it kind of works. Um, yeah. The email itself, well, I'll get into that in believability, but yeah, attention grabbing. I guess it's somewhat attention grabbing. Um just because it is the one word. I feel like most subject lines are like four to five words typically. Um, right. Like well, normal it's, emails. It's supposed like, to tell you like the, the yeah. subject of the email. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So largesse, aka the cello. Um, so meta. <laughs> I also like that he capitalized cello. That's right. just a random like attention of mine. Like, oh, it's a proper noun now, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's had it for four years. He wants to get rid of it. Like attention grabbing. It's I think the subject line is the most attention grabbing part, and also yeah. that this just feels very organic. It doesn't feel spammy in the sense of like it doesn't have graphics or click on this thing or right. Uh, you know, please send me your your security information, yeah, you know, or your your ID your or whatever. Info. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, hey, I'm giving away a cello. Um, so attention grabbing. I'll just give this a four. It's okay. slightly below, but it's fine. Um, believability. The email looks believable, like the address that it's from. It's from yeah. Peter Franklin, and it's Peter Franklin 218. Like, maybe he was born on the 18th of February. I don't know. It's um, like an area code or something. Yeah, like, sure. Code, so yeah. feels feels fine. Um, short and sweet. Unnecessary detail on the pinky, but there you are. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> Uh, I would love to give it the weird part where the, the believability for me where this breaks down is like, why are you emailing me, Peter? How do you how did you get my email? That's the this... like step back. Yeah. And you're like, why am I getting this email? Yeah. Um. How did you find me? <laughs> yeah. So that's where the believability breaks down for me a little bit. It's not like a I'm sending this to everyone. Like there's no reason that we're getting this email that's explained. No. It's just, Hi, I'm Peter. You don't know me, but I'm giving away a cello. Yeah. Capital C. Um, and that rhymes with T and that stands for trouble. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I, I yeah, so that kind of breaks it like feels odd to me. Like I don't re- I need to let, know less about his <laughs> left pinky and more about why I'm on his email list, I think. Uh, <laughs> for my and, personal believability. Yeah, because then it's also weirdly dispersonal. When he says, like, I'd love to give it to someone who plays or would like to learn to play. Right. Like, I I don't play cello. Why are you bringing this to me? Why do you assume right. that I would know someone who wants a cello? Mm-hmm. It's like, it becomes very anonymous in a weird way. Yeah. It's not like, I thought you might be interested in owning this. Or, right. like, there's no reference to make it personal either. So, no. that's true. Um, and they don't tell you where they're moving either, which I feel like if you knew someone, they would be like, I'm moving to New Mexico or uh-huh. whatever. Like, so I can't, I can't take it. this yeah. with me. Yeah. Versus just like, I'm moving to a new place. Um, yeah. So believability kind of, again, it's not like, it feels organic, but odd. Yes. So I'm going to just say it's a four again. It's okay. it's organic, yeah. but it's odd. Yeah. And the call to action I mean, they're just like, hey, I have a cello if you want it. Yeah. Um, there's not even a, a formal ask, like, please respond to this email or please let me know. Or there's no actual call to action. It's just implied. It's very like, passive. I have a, yeah, I have a cello. Um, if anyone's, you know, if you're interested, I'd love to give it to someone who plays. Yeah. Or wants to play. So, yeah. you know, again, that kind of makes it feel organic in a, like, the, I kind of props to that. I guess on a positive way. So I'll give it a six for charisma and call to action. It does have that organic, but odd vibe, but overall, I think the organic plays out. You don't, the odd doesn't strike until you really analyze it, but like upon yeah. a first general reading, you're just like, Oh, maybe I don't remember Peter, but maybe he yeah. remembers me. And then you're like, wait, no, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I give it a six. I think for me, the attention grabbing definitely came with the subject line. And I, this is me like psychoanalyzing the person that mm-hmm. crafted this email. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they did it as trying to flaunt their vocabulary or like their intelligence? Mm. Like how intentional did they have to be to choose this word as a subject line, mm-hmm. knowing that the majority of the people receiving it would not know what it meant? And mm-hmm. how many people are going to take the time to look it up? You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it was it was very, like, I'm just going to do this to feel superior? Mm-hmm. Or like no, to- yeah, yeah. And if it is a person who is trying to scam people, 
it's they like again probably that superiority feel, yeah. yeah i mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like intellectual a very, superiority yes it's almost like we've had a, a peek into his psyche or her psyche mm. and it's like hmm you just think you're better than everyone which fits because mm-hmm. they're giving away a cello uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> i actually would love to play cello um and my left pinky's just fine so well, i'm gonna but the other up, peter the other attention grabbing thing is that really quirky random detail with the specificity of this cyst. Like my left pinky has a cyst in the palm and it's too numb, so I can't play. Also, I'm moving. They're yeah. like, if the cyst doesn't get them, the moving makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. it was like foolproof scam plan. Um, but the cyst detail I think was super amusing to me because again, is. way too much detail. It is definitely the peak of the email. <laughs> After, yeah, between that and the subject line, it's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to give the attention grabbing an eight. Okay, um, wow. Because this one's just really quirky okay. in a very different way than a lot of what we have come across. Yes. And I, again, am highly amused by it. Yeah. Um, Believability, though, I, I agree with everything you said, like, if you were just taking a quick glance, reading this, was, wasn't thinking about it, it seems plausible. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem very sinister. It, it's not until you're like, wait a minute, but who, who is Peter? And I will say, some of these emails, Um, I think I got one one time that was, like, cloned to look like someone who I actually did know. Ooh. Like, it was a name. So, I'm wondering if they if like someone if they were to hack somebody's email Mm, if they mm -hmm. could actually send it from real life like if this is a real life gmail account and so i don't know if that changes if they send it to a big enough pool of people they catch some people who actually know this peter yeah it's also generic enough name play the cello yeah right right it's like (laughs) oh that's interesting you didn't mention that you know so i don't know so the but the believability is and it's plausible enough that I could see this being tempting. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a five um, for that reason. And then the, the charisma call to action. Yeah. It's very innocent seeming. It's very casual. Just like, yeah. Hey, if you're, if you or anyone, you know, is interested, just let me know. You know, there's no sense of urgency at all. None. There's no like timeline. There's Mm -hmm. no like, it it doesn't feel dangerous like yeah which is uncommon yeah Yeah. we don't see that most of ours are like very like you must let us know within the next 24 hours or even my email was you know enter now Uh like they're giving it away in february enter now make sure you like a deadline yeah so it's which is a different interesting tactic it's a scammer like how open-ended do you want the scam to be you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how long are you going to, I mean, I don't know how many scams are running at a time, but it's like, how long are they going to continue to follow up on this like campaign of emails or whatever? Right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, just very interesting details getting on the other side of the screen from the sender. But uh, I mean, it's not super charismatic. Um. Again, we kind of discussed the anonymity piece, like mm-hmm. they made it personable enough that it's believable but also general enough that they they know that they don't know you like right they can't give me any details about me or address me in any way specifically so i'm gonna give that a four yeah so our average score for that email is 15 and a half out of 30 oh 15 and a half okay so not bad yeah you know above the halfway mark which is usually the threshold that we <laughs> measure yeah. to so exactly exactly but largesse that's your vocab word of the day yeah who knew not me we learn on this show <laughs> it's educational i'm gonna have to change right. our category on our podcast platforms to, <laughs> from comedy to educational <laughs> watch out npr uh <laughs> we're coming for you Ugh, on that note of coming for people, Uh-oh. I I have our story this week, which is a bit of a long one, but I'm going to try and uh, 
summarize as best as I can in some parts. So our story okay. this week comes from the Daily Beast. And I just stumbled across this story when I was doing other things and got totally sucked in and was like, oh, this is fantastic. So like, their attention grabbing was really high. Yes. So the, the subject or the subject of the, <laughs> the, t- the title, the headline <laughs> of this is uh, Sleepy Hamlet Rocked by a Neighborhood Feud on Steroids. Oh. The... Uh, the subtitle line is rare coins, dead rats, and endless explosions have homeowners at each other's throats. What? Okay, I'm so, in. Let's go. Here we go. Um, this is like both a drama piece slash definitely still fits our podcast, and you'll see why. So here okay, we go. Wait. On July 1st. And oh, and this was published on Halloween, I should say as well. So it ties Yay. into my email, my Halloween email as well. It's not really Halloween themed, but just fun this coincidental. This episode is seamless. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> on July 1st in the... Se- in- oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Starting over. <laughs> on July 1st in the sleepy hamlet of East Setucket, Long Island, Christian Antonelli and his wife, Christine Licata... We're feeling the holiday spirit three days early. They set off a cluster of fireworks, showering the area with blackened debris, including the yard of their next door neighbor, David Halstead, who promptly Ugh. called the cops. I'm with David on this one. I hate <laughs> early fireworks. Sorry. The next, yeah, yeah. The next <laughs> day, Halstead says, I don't know if it's Halstead or Halstead. I'm going to say Halstead. Anyway, the next day, Antonelli and Licata retaliated by setting off more fireworks. Then for good measure, they did it again and again for two months. What? Oh, this is my worst nightmare playing out of the story. The explosions never stopped, lasting three or four times a day, he claimed. Do they have jobs? Sorry, I I gotta stop. Yeah. I have to mute myself. Remarkably, the fireworks are just one front in this escalating feud. Halstead and his husband, Andrew, form one main faction. Christian and Christine, the less popular duo, form the other. (laughs) Also, why do they all have the same names? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I thought that too. Christian and Christine is very um, bizarre. But um, yeah, so around the beginning of September... Antonelli and Licata, Christian and Christine, installed an extravagant Halloween display, which some of the neighborhood interpreted as a creative way to irritate their neighbors. It featured bright lights, animatronics, an air pump that sounds like a jet engine, according to one resident. Then there's a witch, adds another who lives nearby. I can hear it when I go in and out of my garage, even when the door is closed. She's like, ah! (laughs) I love the sound description in yeah. an article. Yeah. yeah, there's more. Christian and Christine, aged 43 and 35 respectively, blast house music the entire day and over the weekends, a person in the area alleges. Halstead claims that they crank things up even louder when he has guests over. <laughs> so when he has guests, the neighbors will intentionally get louder to annoy them. Oh um, my gosh. This sounds yeah, like- so summary, we have this feud between these two houses that I, I don't know if they're across the street or, you know, they're within close proximity to each other. I think they're next door, if I got it correctly. I'm picturing them side um, by side for some reason. Yeah, I think so. Um, or yes, they are. It mentions that later, actually. Yes, they okay. are. They share they share a property line. Um, <gasps> oh, even better. Yep. So they are next door neighbors and they he has called the cops on Christian and Christine. They like to make a lot of noise and be disruptive and others in the neighborhood are not a fan of their loud lifestyle. Um, Right. This summer, Halstead took a video uh, allegedly showing Licata trying to flood his lawn with her hose Um, In September, Christian was charged with exceeding sound level limits where he pleaded not guilty. (laughs) Later that month, (laughs) his wife was arrested for criminal tampering after 
Halstead found dead rats in his yard. His security camera appeared to show a woman leaning over the fence in the middle of the night. She also pleaded not guilty. Um, On October 17th, Halstead says he received an unsolicited package uh, that included uh, questionable items in it and uh, also things like ultra strength, the gas relief, um, and things that uh, potentially alluded to his to his age. He's in his fifties. Um, he says he called DoorDash and they told him the sender's name of the box was Christine. <gasps> oh um, my gosh! Since this July, is so petty. Yeah, there's so much happening. <laughs> since July, police have responded to at least 27 calls involving one of the two homes, according to public records. Um, Halstead complains he's never dealt with anyone like this in his life before. He and his husband are suing the neighbors now for trespassing, causing a nuisance, and other alleged violations, such as flooding their yard, the blasting music, uh, threatening their lives, and detonating fireworks. Um, the The lawsuit notes that the judge imposed an order of protection against the wife Christine in October. Oh. Uh, she claims she is not aware that such an order exists. Uh-huh. Um, Christian, the husband, meanwhile, considers himself the victim, actually. <laughs> and there um, lies the real scam. <laughs> he claims that neighbors have been taunting him since 2020. Um, he claims that he is a husband, he's a father. He likes to work hard and enjoy his life, and he's been accused of all these things, and he claims that they have a guilty until proven innocent uh, routine going on in the neighborhood. And his wife concurred, uh, calling their neighbor Halstead a, quote, lunatic. He harasses the police department, which in turn makes them harass us, she said. The man is sick. There's no reason for his anger, and we are afraid. (laughs) So oh, my goodness. Both sides, she denies virtually all of his claims. Um, they don't play loud music, she said. They their Halloween decorations were quite reasonable for the holiday, and she claims to know nothing about the mysterious uh package that they received. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, so we have two sides that both claim the other is the instigator of harassment essentially and neither of them will like verify the other's claims of what's happening so we have two different entirely worlds like going on here pov is completely opposite not attached not the same universe Um, where is the hoa in all of this yeah for real yeah Um, i feel like they must not have one I, I mean, it says it's a it's a wealthy area, so I assume that they have something, but, you know, I don't know. It, it doesn't mention it, so I don't know. Um, it says the community clears, clearly seems to be in Halstead's corner, so the not Christine or Christian, uh, um, but the others. Uh, however, uh, yeah, others are also exasperated by Christian and Christine, okay. but they also appear equally confounded. Um the family seems very wealthy, Christian and Christine. They seem very wealthy. They seem to have extra money to blow. They have two Teslas parked in the front of their home, uh, one wow. of which bears the vanity plate, quote, get some, with two oh, M's and no clappy. E. Um, so the question is, where did they come from? How did they get so rich? How did they get to this neighborhood if they seem to be so... Um, disruptive and not accustomed to the behavior that behooves a upscale neighborhood community um they've kind of made themselves the pariahs of the neighborhood it seems like yeah essentially that seems to be what's implied from the article so interesting um yeah a lawsuit was filed and that seems to hold some of the answers (gasps) a lawsuit not associated to the infighting but a separate lawsuit that involves Christian and Christine. So here's where it gets interesting. Enter As if that wasn't already interesting up to this point. (laughs) Uh, uh, 
and walks in, enters into the story, Beverly Van Grundy, an 81-year-old widow who lives alone in California. Of course there's a Beverly. Yeah. Six years ago, she noticed an ad on the back of a magazine that captured her attention that a company called Atlas Collectibles was offloading gold bullion at rock bottom prices. Oh. So she decided to act on this ad in the magazine. She had recently come into some cash. She bought a house back when she was 27. She recently had sold that home that she had for decades. And oh, in it California. Was, yeah, so it was worth $800,000. Wow. So she had $800,000 now, which was essentially her means to live on um, in oh, her no. 80s. She called this company to inquire about um, investing in the gold bullion. Um, She told the reporters that somebody in the company uh, on the phone told her to give give me a few days. Let me find something better and hold off before you invest in the bullion. Uh, The man's name was Christian Antonelli. (gasps) Antonelli and his associate advised Van Gundy on uh buying collectible coins instead and arguing that they would appreciate at a faster value than the gold bullion and so she did she Uh felt very wooed by christian in particular who she thought was very kind very smooth talking who was his associate by chance um was it jason sullivan some other oh, character who doesn't really come back into the story, but he okay. exists. Side character. Sorry. Yep. Maybe he'll get a spinoff someday. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> honorable mention. Um, yeah. So Christian was very, she felt that he was very kind. He wooed her with his kindness, his smooth talking. He seemed very level headed. Um, he would talk for hours about his family and listen to her talk about her family. Um, she considered him a friend. And eventually, it almost always ended, their conversations ended in some sort of transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so Van Gundy's lawsuit that she filed uh, says that she did 91 deals <gasps> over the course of their time with oh. these two, with this partnership, and that the the total value of investments that she made with these people was over $500,000. So according to her, they also persuaded her to shift some of her conventional investments into additional coins instead of keeping them where they were, telling her that she was receiving these items all at dealer's cost. In reality, according to the research in the lawsuit, they were way up pricing and putting huge premiums on the purchases for example, an 1881 coin, a Morgan silver dollar that was marked up 2,350%, oh, um, according to my. the suit. And oh, so no. out of that 500000 plus that she invested, the things that she received are worth just 38% of that cash value. Oh, no. So they were yeah. real coins. But they were, they were not real worth nearly what they sold them to her at. Right. Yes. Oh, that's the scam. So she felt betrayed. She thought that they were good people. Um, by 2020, she was having some additional health issues. And that she said that also played into her like being even more gullible. And um, because of the the effects of her health issues. She was just very trusting and giving away more money. Um, Mm. So after that, apparently phase two started where they, of this scam, where they told her about a unparalleled opportunity to cash in all of her holdings, all the coins that she had now collected from them, um, from over 90 purchases that she'd made with them um yeah so they told her hey you need to like ship all of these coins to us and yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of coins um and ship them to christian's home 
and that they would be selling them on consignment and getting her like the best deal. And, you know, her now her investments were really going to pay off because oh, this is they, the you know, she was going to. Yeah. Yes. So they promised her one point one million dollars in return. And they told her that people were, you know, fighting over these coins and they were such a big hit and she was going to get so much money. Um, but then after she received a pair of checks that equaled $245,000, uh, she, which was worth less than half of what she believes, you know, less than what half of the, paid. what she had believed she had paid, um, for everything, including coins that she had bought outside of, you know, they had, she had oh, gone and purchased other coins uh -huh, upon uh -huh. their, um, advice as well. So 245 thousand uh, dollars in checks she received from from the pair and then she never heard anything else from them she tried to follow up they became very evasive she couldn't get a hold of them and there she was so hence the lawsuit so wow. eventually she does get a hold of, of christian um or to sullivan i'm sorry she gets a hold of sullivan the partner not oh, our, okay not our uh -huh. main character here um, he admitted to overselling the coins and said that it was wrong. He warned Christian, apparently, that they needed to stop doing it. And that's allegedly what he told her, at least. So eventually she got a hold of him, Christian, as well. He said he had already paid her for her share of the coins. Um, and then he eventually mailed out the coins that they, he still had that he hadn't sold and she requested a full transcript of you know a full accounting of everything sure and why she didn't get the money she was told she was going to get and she claims she never got that part she just got the coins back that were left over which was thousands of coins um well i'm sorry she had shipped thousands of coins like two thousand sure. some more than two thousand coins she got oh, eight wow. back oh but he could claim that he sold them yeah and he probably did yeah but yeah so she got eight coins which probably just fits in an envelope oh um, my gosh but yep so in, in september sullivan agreed to settle his portion of the lawsuit the partner um so that part of the case ended but christian's part of the case is still ongoing um however they according to the lawsuit the lawyers don't consider him the brains of the operation he seems to, quote, lack the education or sophistication to be an expert in anything, much less, uh, God, I'm not going to say this right, much <laughs> less numismatics. Numismatics. Oh, so, there's oof. a diss. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so ultimately, Van Gundy knows she won't get all of her money back. She's just hoping that she'll get enough back from the lawsuits, settlements, that she'll be able to survive on the money that she has um, for the rest of her life. Wow. Uh, um, she feels obviously betrayed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then she says, she claims that she told and reminded Christian that, hey, these are my my life savings. Like, remember, like, I'm entrusting you. Yeah. And allegedly he said back to her, I wish you hadn't told me that. He denies that he said that. He's gone on the offensive. He says that she didn't strike him as a gambler. And uh, that her behavior at the time suggested that she had plenty of money to spend. He declines to comment on the litigation otherwise, and but he did submit a reply to the lawsuit um, that denies most of her allegations. His wife, Christine, also has defended him blasting the lawsuit, um, saying that Van Gundy is not a feeble elderly lady like she pretends to be and that she's a senior Olympic athlete. And that she's less likely to get ripped off and that she, you know, this is her fault, basically, that she's lying and whatever money she lost is her fault and not her husband's fault. Um, but yeah, they also claim that she was a sophisticated investor with a long history of collecting coins, which she says is not true. And she's never collected coins until she was introduced to these two gentlemen. Yeah. So there's just, again, two sides claiming completely opposite things, repeated pattern interesting and they say once again it's terrible to be labeled this way 
Mm. Um, Christine, it's terrible to be labeled this way, but when you are guilty before being proven guilty, um, it's just difficult to see it any other way. So that suit is ongoing, um, whether or not, you know, but his partner Uh, did settle and so here we are. But um, yep, so that's ongoing. And then there's more to the story, you know, continuing of the the neighborhood feud is also ongoing. And that lawsuit is also ongoing as well. Oh, Um, my goodness. According to Halstead, the other neighbor, um, they've threatened his life. Um, They claim that he is just a crabby old man who likes to call the police on his neighbors. And that when they first moved in, he approached them and asked them to, like, help him get in on like going after this other neighbor who had a dog that he didn't like. He claims that that never happened. He never approached them or said anything about that. And that story isn't true. Um, Christian and Christine claim that people liked their fireworks in the neighborhood and that he was just being crappy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They say that that's also not true. They've thrown names at each other. Um, there's videos of them on each other's like property, like trying to get attempt, get them to like have attention. Uh, um, yeah, he, they both, well, Halsted admits to participating in verbal altercations. He's told him, I know you're a criminal and you steal money from old ladies. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my meanwhile, gosh. they've um, allegedly uh, broken down his fence when trying to level their property and then oh. wouldn't replace the fence but then when he tried to replace the fence they threatened him and said they were infringing on their property and they oh would, my gosh um yeah they claim that christine like said that he's you know that she's gonna have people kill them and that she's called true? them slurs when he goes out yeah. to the mailbox oh my and gosh. and Again, they, yeah, so they they declined to say that that's the case. So all that to say, the lawsuit for the criminal, uh, you know, scamming, uh, why we're all here, the scam is still ongoing, and the lawsuit for the neighborhood harassment issues is also ongoing. But that is the story of Christian and Christine. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, there's so much happening. I just, I was That's reading this and I was chaotic. like, I was just drawn into the chaos. And then I saw that there was a scam element and I was like, ooh. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. And the fact that like everyone just, nobody can agree on what even the situation is. Like, How would you the make scam heads of, or tails of it? <laughs> Going yeah. pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. With dozens of police like calls happening over the months and Oh Incredible. my goodness. Just, That's exhausting wow. to me. It is exhausting and I don't have to live there. So Thank I can't goodness. imagine being like one of the other neighbors and just like having to live through this all the time. I'd be out there sipping on my tea, just watching it all go down. Yeah, but, absolutely. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. I just can't imagine like giving so much energy to something like that. As far as the neighbor thing goes. Now, I yeah. feel bad for Beverly. She she really was, I do believe her story. I think she was probably scammed. But what's interesting about it, like from a legal perspective is, is it a crime for them to overprice their product? You know what I mean? Like mm. from a bookkeeping perspective, it's a scam, but is it technically a crime? Like if they account for all of the sales and all yeah, the I transactions, like that one, that seems like that could be tricky to prove. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, like if there's some sort of regulation about what, you know, like if you that can, would be the thing, like a limit yeah. to what you can overprice something, if it's right. not like an auction setting, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. the one guy already, you know, that lawsuit's already we know she's at least getting some sort of settlement from that so yeah wow but yeah so we've got beverly we've got uh the halsteeds we've got (sighs) christian and christine and it seems that like yeah they're just i love that it starts out with like it's a neighborhood feud and then it goes from (laughs) like 
I didn't like their fireworks to they throw dead rats in my yard. It got to, crazy. To they're like, threatening my life. Uh, they're threatening my life. Oh, and also he's apparently allegedly maybe part of some scam on the other side of the country that's like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Very large like, sums of money, by happening? the way. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So it's just, it just it just completely snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and but the Wild. dead giveaway that Christian and Christine are guilty of these crimes is the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> Let us not uh, forget. Get some. Get Here on uh, Gone Fishing, we are not judge and jury, but no. that is just um, the opinion of the podcast since this is ongoing. But <laughs> get yes. some is maybe an exhibit of evidence. Uh, I think that should be permissible in court. Admissible, I should say. Oh, yeah, that oh is really gosh. fun. I love that they included that. It feels so like unnecessary, but hilarious that they included that in the article. It needed to be there. It needed to be uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> it was written very well. If you want to look up this this article and come to your own um, revelations and conclusions, it's it's a fun read. It's, it's it'll be. Good. I always link our story sources in the mm-hmm. description of the podcast episode. So listeners, if you if you want an amusing story, go back and reread this one for yourself. It'll yeah. be there. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, if you, and I would love, hopefully someday there might be a follow-up to the story. But, but We need some conclusions, yes. It was very current, very current, happening, happening right now. now. So fascinating. Yeah, I just think it's so funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we had good scams tonight. Yeah, our our emails were good. And our story was hopefully entertaining. So highly, I don't know how you would top it, honestly. (laughs) I was just so excited when I found out there was like an actual scam story involved in it because I was like, this is you were already so I invested. was gonna send this to you anyway and then right right I, yeah and then that happened and I was like oh I'll wait I'll just share it hold on this has to go ride. on the pod <laughs> yeah oh I'm so glad that it worked out because that's crazy but yeah I mean this was fun this was a great way to kick off kick off a week and just for me keep the spooky vibes going there you go yep <laughs> Yep, or, or fireworks, I guess, 4th of July, if you're certain it's people. Multi-seasonal, yes. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for their Christmas decorations. I just feel like oh, that's going to add so much fuel to this feud. Yes, all the, like, I'm hoping they have all the, like, inflatable, like, I'm picturing a giant animatron- snow globe. Yeah, animatronic, inflatable music playing things some ice skating creatures yes in the yard. perfect yes yes big snow i maybe also blowing over only, the fence yes absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh just creating Chris, a christian a and christine if you're listening don't we don't do didn't hear this from us don't, uh, do don't do that um that's so funny yeah i i don't i guess like two three years ago i first realized or discovered i should say the the Christmas lights that go to music. Oh, and the ones like, that like Bluetooth sync to stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And or in like and they have them like on their house and then they have like a radio station that you can uh-huh drive by and like turn it to that radio station and then it will play it's playing in sync to that music. And so you yeah. can listen. That is wow. We live in the future. What um, a time. Like what a time. It. I know. It I was, do think- I it's so cool. I think that's super fun. I love Christmas lights. It, they're some of my favorite yeah. things. And to know that that technology now exists for your common man in just like neighborhood fire firework. Yeah. Sorry. Light shows and displays. <laughs> like, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. Christmas lights. So that makes me very yeah. excited. And they make LEDs that have speakers in them now too. Like LED strips. Wait, I was at what? someone's yeah I had no idea I was this is totally off topic but I was at someone's house this weekend and they had LED strip lights that you can just like put yeah, on the yeah, wall yeah. or whatever and they have speakers in them so they're in the lights okay that's cool 
I it's not, not like the highest quality sure, but, sure. but it's like it's the lights that are the speaker that is and I think I that mean, you can also sync them as well to like go with like the bass beat or whatever that makes sense because they've got like those fancy smart light bulbs that mm-hmm. are speakers you know yeah fair that kind of makes sense that they could just shrink that and put it in wow I need some cooler lights all of my light bulbs yeah. are just normal I know, Lame. like, none of my lights make sound, so... Yeah, they're not cool enough. <laughs> I can just flip the switch back and forth. <laughs> oons, 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 oons. Put on some put on some Spotify and start they, flipping away. just have a light uh, show. Start a fire. That's still my paranoia from childhood. Wait, really? Starting yeah, a fire like, from flipping the switch? Yeah, that's... I mean, that was always when my parents told me, don't play with the light switch, because you could start a fire. Like, it could spark in the what? wall. What? Wait, it was... <laughs> that's carrying around this trauma from light switches because I've started telling it to the kids that I work with too <laughs> oh no I I mean I don't maybe it's real I've just never heard that that's oh, so funny I always that was always the reason why like don't play with it because you're gonna s- spark and then you're gonna set the whole house on fire and we're all gonna die fascinating and, I, and now I tell kids don't play with the lights because you're gonna start a fire and they sometimes just look at me like what are you talking about and I'm like, well, well, maybe that's really outdated information, but <laughs> that's still what I carry around in my head. So I'm always going to believe that. <laughs> wow. I love that. Oh, You're like goodness. those like early, like when like indoor lights were first at the end. Like, yeah, literally. Will like, I shock myself if I touch it? Like, <laughs> like, like, like oh God, will I burn down the house if I turn a light on? Uh, that's me. <laughs> yep. Incredible. That's. Wow we learned a lot today about what an educational episode language right yeah our lexicon has grown with our new vocab word yep we learned about language we learned about current events we learned about cats irrational fears of light switches and and speakers on lights and wow great what i think we should just end it right there good night everyone i think so that's yep. it. If you if you have more informational tidbits about scams, or you know, maybe not, um, please email us at gonefishingpod at gmail.com or message us and find us on Instagram at gonefishingpod. That's all I got. I truly have there's nothing left to say. No. Stay safe out there. <laughs>